Our pastor have been doing, somebody said an amazing series. So I'm not going to try to do him. I'm going to do Tracy, right? But this morning, I do want to elaborate on some of the points that he gave us because I know that faith cometh by hearing. And um, this teaching have really been such an amazing transformation for me, has caused transformation because of the revelation that we're receiving. You know, our pastor have been teaching us about the grace of God and about how important it is that we understand that it's not about our performance. And I know a lot of times growing up in church, people, you know, we hear things and those things become a part of our beliefs, our paradigm, because of the fact that we don't question it. And so as pastor began to elaborate on the goodness of God, his grace, and how, you know, it's not about our performance, that we could never pray to be good enough, right? Because the finished works of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I am good enough. So this morning, if you're watching or if you're in here and you're feeling heavy laden because you have some guilt about the things you've done, I want you to release them. Somebody say, let's release them. And we want to gain that unshakable confidence. Somebody say, unshakable. Now, we're living in a time now where there's so much, it's so much going on. And I say this, you know, on my Facebook Lives every day, but I'm going to say it again. If I did not know God, Right now, I'm talking about really know him, I would be in fear. But I want you guys to know as believers, somebody say, fear not. Fear not. You know, Jesus said, be of good cheer. Because he said, I have overcome the world for you. Yes. COVID-19, Delta, recessions, nothing have caught our God off guard. Yes. And so we have three, our pastor taught us three immutable truths that we can stand on. Somebody said, we can stand on this. Let me say it the way I want to say it, okay, right? On Christ, the solid rock and his word I stand. All other ground, as our pastor would say, is what? It's sinking sand. So today, if you're rooted and grounded in him, you will not be moved. You know, they used to sing a song when I was growing up, and some of you guys might know it. You know, I came out of a Baptist background. Thank God for my roots. But they used to sing this song that says, like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, I shall not be, they used to to get into it, I shall not be moved. So I have decided that I shall not be moved because I'm standing on these three immutable truths. And pastor says they're what? Absolute. That means that what? What did he say? Permanent. It will never, ever, ever go away. It can't be changed, right? In spite of my circumstances, in spite of my situation, the word of God, his immutable truth, will never, ever, ever, ever change. This world is changing so drastically. I was thinking yesterday, you know, our daughter's, our oldest daughter's in college, and so I was, you know, um, helping her. We were helping her move into her dorm room, and... um, we were just, you know, sitting there and I was thinking about how things have changed since I've been in college and don't look at me like that. Now, I know it's been a long time. The girls still look good, right? <laughs> but I was thinking about how things have changed, you know, and things are changing. But once again, the thing that I can stand on and just have confidence in is that God will never, ever change. Never. I was thinking about all the bad choices I made at her age. I don't know who needs to hear this. But God still kept me. 
So for those parents who are worried about your child, think about you. Come on, somebody. And know that God, he'll keep them in spite of COVID-19 and Delta, just like he kept us. But we have to stand on his word and know that no matter what it looks like, these three immutable truths, they're permanent. They, they, they will not and they cannot change. Number one, what's the first one? God is, look, look, he is what? Let me stop right here. I got to elaborate. So this morning when I was lying in bed and I was meditating and I was thinking about these immutable truths, I began to think about how faithful he's been for me. See, sometimes we got to make it personal. Well, what's, what scripture? Well, let's go back to David. Let's go. That's old covenant. Come on, girl. But principles, they still, they work there if you apply them. David, I thought about how when David was facing Goliath, he said, I slew a lion and a bear drill. So who is this? uncircumcised Philistines. So I thought about my faith wall of fame. Anybody else got a faith wall of fame? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I remember the days that I thought I wasn't going to make it in Los Angeles, California when I was living out there and standing on the principles and promises of God's word every day. When the enemy told me I was going to get put out on the street and somebody knocked on my door because I didn't have my rent money and they didn't know and brought me a check to cover the whole thing. You guys are not, you, you don't hear me. I remember when I was sitting in the faith dome in Los Angeles and didn't have my school tuition and the devil tried to make me believe, somebody said he wants you to believe him, that I was going to get put out and I was all the way from Alabama. Where are you going to go and what are you going to do when you don't have your tuition? I remember I went, went to, to my seat where they you know, the usher placed me, because, you know, they thank God for a house of order. And I went to sit, you know, in a certain area, and the, and the usher was like, no, you sit over here. Somebody said, order is good. Stop getting offended, because somebody wants you to sit, you know, <laughs> not in your favorite seat this Sunday. God is strategic. So I remember sitting in the middle of the faith dome. It was kind of like halfway to the front. And I remember when I sat down, I was sitting there and the enemy kept trying to tell me, you're not going to have your tuition. You're going to get put out of school. You're in, you know, you're in this big city. you by yourself. What are you going to do? And I remember sitting there. I said, I I'm going to stand on the word. I was thinking these thoughts to myself. I didn't speak them out, but I was in fear. The enemy was trying to paralyze me. And back then, I didn't know what I know now. And I was sitting there by myself. And God knows I love my parents. And I was so used to having somebody to let me know everything going to be okay. But somebody said, God have said it. Everything. It's going to be more than okay. Okay? Better than better than okay. So I remember sitting there, and as I was sitting there, an older man, he wasn't, well, middle-aged, because when you're 20, you know, 40 is old, right? I used to think 40 was old. Okay. I'm, I'm the only one. So anyway, I was sitting in the middle of the faith dome, and I remember um, this gentleman came and sat down next to me. And so... Um, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of communication going on because my dad had trained me, you know, you country girl in the city, you don't do a whole lot of, you know, even, you know, cruel people come to church. Okay, y'all looking at me in that tone. Don't look at your neighbor. But everybody, all kind of people go to church too. So don't think just because you're in church that, you know, the enemy won't try to pull stunts. But anyway, so I was sitting there and the gentleman was sitting there. And I remember during the offering time, I was so 
you know, I was just having a lot of anxiety. I was worked up because the enemy had been working on my mind even throughout the services. Somebody say he never stops. That's why it's important to work on your mind. I could help you with that also. So I was sitting there and the enemy was working on me and I was still listening to the word with tears in my eyes. I remember trying to get the money, you know, out of my purse because it wasn't a whole lot would change. I won't even say money. It was, it was pennies from the bottom. And I remember trying to, you know, be this, you know, I didn't want anybody to look at me. So I was trying to, you know, don't let her see because, you know, you, anybody ever been embarrassed about your offering? Excuse me. Have you ever been embarrassed? I was because I knew it was some pennies and I didn't want to fill out the envelope. And so I filled, filled out the envelope. And I put the little change in there. And before I could drop my offering in the bucket good, the man next to me, he says, um, he said, uh, what's your name? And I was nervous because I had been trained. You know, you're in the city. You just don't know people. And you don't just go out, you know. And I told him my name. And then he said, well, what, what's your last name? And I'm looking like, you getting real serious now. But he pulled out his checkbook. You guys are not working with me. Now, back in those days, millenniums, <laughs> People were still writing checks. I think just my mama now and a couple of more people, but shout out to my mother. But um, he wrote a check, and that check covered my tuition. Y'all don't want to, you guys. <laughs> so when I look back over my faith wall of fame, I know that God is faithful. Okay, okay. So I was in school of ministry, and I was still, you know, tr believing God for rent. I had to believe God every month. Somebody say every month. Every you know, and I was, well, faith without works is dead. That's the way we were taught it. Okay. So I was looking for a job. I was going all over town, Los Angeles. I had a college degree, okay, from the University of Alabama. But I didn't, I just didn't have, you know, success with finding employment. And every time I would go look for a regular, when I say regular job, because I was trying to stay on the system. I don't know who this is for, but God's trying to pull you off, okay? But see, when, we, when you've been institutionalized, y'all not hearing me, we think that's the only way we can make it. Okay, just me. I thought that was the only way I could make it, but God was trying to show me, okay? Abraham, I got you. And so... I was looking for a job and nothing opened up. And so one day God began to share with me, you're doing what I told you to do. Your job is to go to school. My job is to provide. Yeah. You're not hearing me. Somebody say, where God guides, he provides. His vision, his provision. Okay, somebody get that later. And so I was in class one night and I was sitting there and I was, tears were in my eyes because the enemy once again, somebody says it's a faith. Faith is, a process. faith is a process. So I was sitting in class with all of my classmates, and I was, you know, in warfare again. The enemy was messing with me. You know, you, you're not going to have the money for your rent. It was time for rent. And, you know, you're just not going to be able to make it. And I'm telling you guys, true story, I went home. I left class because I wasn't strong enough to stay in there. I was, the warfare was so intense, I didn't want my classmates to worry about me. We were like family, okay? And I didn't want anybody to worry about me because I've always been the kind of person in my past, thank God for my renewal, that I showed my emotions. You know, I was the kind that, like, if I wanted to cry, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm good. That's just not me. I've never been good at faking. I don't know who this is for. But at any rate, I was sitting there and tears was coming out of my eyes as the teacher was teaching. I couldn't even hear him because the, the, the voice of the enemy was so loud. Anybody ever been in warfare? 
where it's so loud, you know, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't study, I couldn't listen. So I walked out of the classroom and one of my classmates came behind me and she was like, Tracy, you know, are you okay? And I just told her, I said, listen, I'm going through a lot right now, so just be in agreement with me about my rent. I said, I'm behind. And once again, the enemy was trying to tell me, you're gonna get put out, you know, what are you gonna do? You're in Los Angeles by yourself. And so I told him, I'm just gonna go home. So I went home and I was walking my floor. There's no trial, test, or temptation. Y'all not hearing me. I, I, I couldn't do that in the classroom. Sometimes you gotta steal away to Jesus. Y'all not hearing me. I didn't go home and cry and, and have a pity party. Somebody is time out for the pity party, God is saying. Oh, you're not hearing me this, yet yeah, you're hearing me, right? And I began to put my heels on. Y'all didn't hear me. I used to do this in my little apartment, and I walked that floor. There's no trial, test, or temptation that has overtaken me, but that which is common to man. But God is faithful. You will not allow me to be tried, tested, or tempted above that which I am able. But with every test, trial, and temptation, God, I thank you that you are making a way of an escape that I could bear up under this patience. And as I was walking that floor, and I was quoting that word, tears was coming out. And I began to just shout unto God. I said, God, I thank you, it's done. No matter what, tears in my eyes. I'm walking that floor, and I'm just pacing back and forth. And the next thing I know, my doorbell rings. Hmm, Y'all not hearing me. In the midst of me walking that floor, my doorbell rings. And my classmate, she was out there. And I just began to cry. I said, God, I said, I thank you. She said, Tracy, we came together. I told the class, I know you don't like people to know. And here's your rent. Y'all not hearing me. You're not hearing me. I know that God is faithful. Whoever it is, whatever you're going through, grow through it. I decided to grow through it. And I tell you, I can stand before you today and say, God, you can trust me with finances. I don't know why I'm going here. I know we're going through a lot with COVID, but grow through it. Money will never be my master again. Never, never. I kept tithing. I kept sowing my seed in spite of how it looked. From week to week, I had to trust God. God said, didn't I tell you manna every day? Yes. <laughs> and I was out with our daughter the weekend, and I'm not bragging, but everything she needed. Here you go. Y'all not hearing me. I remember when I was in school struggling. Didn't know how I was going to make it from one minute to the next, but she don't have to struggle. I told her, I said, because you, you don't understand. Your father and I. We have found God to be a faithful man. Y'all not hearing me. And I was on my way back and the enemy told me, you know how much money you done spend? I said, but there's more where that came from. And somebody getting ready to give it up. Y'all not hearing me. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust God regardless of what it looks like. Because I have found him to be a faithful man. There's an immutable truth. He's been faithful in my life. Think about what has he done for you. If he did it before, he's doing it again. Same God right now. Same God. Give him a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. He's more than worthy. I said I wasn't going to cut up this morning, but he is faithful. This is not just a church slogan and a cliche. This is not just me hearing my pastor saying something to me making a confession of faith. I have found him to be a faithful man. They was getting ready to come and get my car. They called me and said they was coming to get my car. I'm in school. I'm doing what God told me to do. Keep doing what God told you to do. 
I had bought a brand new car and quit my job. I don't know who this is for. God, why is God? I, was, I didn't think we were going in this direction. Quit my job because God told me to go to school. Didn't know how I was going to make it. Okay, walked out the job. And I remember I was out in Los Angeles and I didn't tell my parents because I had the kind of parents to care about you. You know, and I didn't want my parents to be worried about my issues. Y'all not hearing me, and I was witnessing to them. I don't know who this is for. So I'm like, if I'm calling them, begging them for money, I'm telling them I'm out here learning how to live by faith, what kind of witness is that? Didn't tell my parents. But my mama, she had the instinct of Holy Ghost. So she said, Tracy, what's going on with you? Because back then, I'm learning how to handle my emotions. And with tears in my eyes, I did tell her. I said, I'm standing on some things. Well, they called here, and they said the credit union talked about your car. And I said, Mama, I said, God got me with tears in my eyes. I just stood on the word because I knew he was faithful. If he brought my rent in, you're not hearing me. You need to go back down. He brought the rent in. He brought the tuition in. <laughs> he who began the good work in me. I know he's faithful to complete it. I knew he was going to bring it. Come on now, the car in. He knew I needed my car to get to school. And I told my mama with tears in my eyes, I said, Mama, he got me. Didn't know where it was going to come from. <laughs> so I got off that phone and went back to what I was doing. There's no trial, test, or temptation that has overtaken me, but that which is common to man. But God, you are faithful. You will not allow me to be tried, tested, or tempted above that which I am able. Kept confessing the word. So the next time the phone ring, it was my daddy. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. LJ to the rescue, baby. My daddy called. He said, listen, don't you ever get in a situation like that and you don't tell your daddy. Y'all not, y'all don't hear me. Y'all not hearing me. Somebody, God said, don't you ever get in a situation like that again and you don't consult and talk to your daddy. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be dignified. I'm trying to, your daddy, excuse me. <laughs> he said, I called them and told them to leave you alone. Yeah, you're not hearing me. He said, you don't have no more notes. Y'all, y'all don't. I have found that God, he is faithful. So when the test comes up now, when life throw the curveballs, when COVID is presenting itself and people talking about a recession of what they're going to do, I look back over my faith wall of fame and I have unshakable confidence in God knowing that I have found him to be a faithful man. And just like David charged Goliath, now I'm charging, okay, anything in my life that looks contrary to what God has said. Because number two, we found that God cannot lie. Go to Numbers 23 and 19. Hmm. Can't lie. He can't lie. Somebody say, he can't lie. Now, you're not hearing me. You, he can't lie. That's why you got to know this word. You can't stand on something that you don't know. See, right now, pastor have told us this. He taught this. There's a separation, Brother Tillery, between the real believers and the unbelieving believers. Some of y'all don't know. Y'all scared. God cannot lie. He said 
I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said in his word that any disease germ or virus that come near my body would die instantly. Was that what it say? When it says, what, what did it say? It can't harm me? <laughs> That's the same thing, right? Different flavor. Not worried about COVID or Delta. Anything else. Every day I get up and I'm confessing the word. Well, what about this lady? She confessed the word and she passed away. I don't know what happened. But I found God to be a faithful man in my life. And let me give a nugget to somebody, maybe somebody out there. Never judge the word of God based upon what you think you see in somebody else's life. There's a lot of Christians. There's a lot of Christians don't stay, that don't stay in agreement with God. Amen. When things don't look good, who are you going to call? They used to say, Ghostbusters. <laughs> who are you going to call when things don't look good? And when you can't find the right words to say, I, think that they, I, I love the way the songwriters say this. I think this is one of, one of the songs that I used to stand on. It, it says, say the name of Jesus. He's a, he, he's a way maker, a miracle worker. What, what y'all say, light in the darkness? No, I'm not worried about COVID. When we dropped our daughter off, one of the things the devil tried to tell me was, well, you're going to leave her down here with COVID in Fayetteville. <laughs> what they tell me, this is universal. The same God in Fayetteville that kept her. Well, well, well you know, this, this, this variant, they say this, this strand is more powerful. It's not more powerful than my God. But some believers, because they've said all of this, and you've been listening to this mess, you're in fear. God ain't told you to do that. Fear told you to do that. Fear, you're not welcome here. Because my God said he didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power. I'm not pitiful, I'm powerful. He said in love, the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. And what? And a sound of discipline, mind shut the hell up. Oh, excuse me, love. Well, now I'm going to say it because y'all talk like that. Huh? Shut the hell up. Go back to hell. <laughs> Why? Because it came from hell. Where you think those thoughts came from? The pit of hell. So return it to the sender. Somebody sent a package to my door, and I know I didn't order this, and Tracy Rick's name is not on here. Guess what? Send it back. This is not welcome here. Fear you will not live here. And it says, God is not a man, that he should lie. Didn't we say that was an immutable truth? Right? Don't we see it in the word? So you can take that to the bank, as you guys would say. It says, God is not a man, that he should lie, nor a son of man, that he should repent. Has he said? And will he not do? Hold on, let me talk about my natural father. I know people say, well, I hate people to do natural analogies, but see, this is the way God deal with me. When my natural father called me and told me I didn't have a note. You think I thought about that again? <laughs> that warfare I had, I laughed at the devil. Somebody laughed at the devil. Ha, ha, ha. Because my father said, the struggle is over. Somebody need to hear this. God said, Tracy. He said, Tracy, as I was doing some things that I needed to do, he was like, you think a millionaire would be thinking about where that came from? So if you're claiming millionaire plus status, whoever this is for, why are you still acting like? You're poverty stricken. 
You got to act like it. Okay, y'all, y'all don't like this. <laughs> this is Bible before you see it. I'm sowing like a multimillionaire before I see it in my account. See, the world will tell you, you got to see it to believe it. No, I believe it so I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sowing my seed. I don't care what it looks like. No, you're not going to bag me down. No, I know, I know too much. Some of you guys, you know too much. But God said, I cannot lie. He says, no, I saw the man that he should repent. Let me go back. See, man want to do things. There's times when they want to do it. But guess what? Just can't do it. That's why with my kids, I've got to give you guys a gym nugget, a nugget right here. I never tell them that I'm going to do something if I don't know. I'll tell them we're going to believe God. Because I don't want my kids to grow up th thinking that, you know, mama's not a woman of her word. Or she, I'll tell them we're going to believe God. Now, Christina, shout out to my oldest daughter. I thank God for her. Talk about her a lot because she's the first one at the house. But she has her mind set on this G-Wagon. Set. She's set. She's set. I know what my next car going to be. Now, we're in a Toyota now, okay? So at first, you know, when she got, she was, you know, she was getting all excited about the G-Wagon. And so I said, uh, okay, she showed it to me. I said, okay, praise the Lord. Well, mama, you, <laughs> and you know what I told her? I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to believe God. If you want your next car to be a G-Wagon, guess what? We're going to believe God. Let me go over here. Whatever it is you got before the Lord, let's get an agreement. And we're going to believe God. You, you guys, yeah, somebody going to get this. Whatever you got before the Lord this morning, just get into agreement. Come into agreement and say, we're going to believe God. God taught me don't put your confidence in man. And see, back to what I was telling you guys about me being in Los Angeles, I didn't rely on my parents because I, I, I did that all my life. And I decided now it's time for me to know the promises of God and know that he is real and that his word, how am I going to tell somebody else his word is true and I don't know it? Some of you guys, you haven't learned how to stand and believe him because you're used to going back and falling back on other people. And I will say this, oh, God is going in different directions. I have never, ever in 20 plus years of ministry had to ask anybody for one red penny. I started this church from scratch, didn't just believe in God, and guess what? 20 plus years later, we've never had to get on begging people for money, faith hinting, talking about what we don't have because God has been faithful, our God. We have found him to be a faithful man. But the son of man meant that he should repent. See, man, once again, they could want to do things, but <laughs> limited. Somebody say God is limitless. Okay, y'all didn't hear me. I, I got to get ghetto with that one. Can I get one? He's limitless. See, man has, you know, limits. See, mama might not be with the G-Wagon just yet. Y'all didn't hear me. But God will take you past that. You, you, you. Yesterday, someone came by, and she called me. She said, I saw your car. And she was like, that car is bad. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I wasn't trying to be, what car? I wasn't even thinking about the car. I'm like, really? Because the car don't cross my mind like that. See, when you're not caught up in the stuff, God know, you know what? She can be trust. She's not caught up in it. She don't care anything about it. Y'all not hearing me. And that's what he can do to exceedingly abundantly above because there are some of you guys, you're so caught up into the stuff that God knows if that car, that, 
that whatever it is that man manifests tomorrow, he done lost you. You're gone. I don't know. What, why are we going here today? He know. He know that once your boo manifests. This is for somebody out there. I know none of you guys. I was also thinking about the faithfulness of God and how he cannot lie. God promised me when I started this ministry about my husband. I knew that when I started this church, I knew that it was for me and my husband. He told me. Wasn't dating anybody. Wasn't looking for anybody. Just faithfully committed to God. And guess what God did? He brought him and set him down in Shekinah Glory Fellowship Center. I didn't have to go looking for him. I didn't have to. But one thing I promised God, and I still say this to this day, I would never let him or anybody take me from my assignment and take me from the love that I have for him. Amen. Let me go over here. Amen. God knew that he could trust me with the mate. Can God trust you with the mate? You booed up now. You can't even come, can't even come to worship. And let me give you a nugget. It's not God when it takes you from God. Whether it's a car, the man, the house, the job. If it's taking you from God, that's not him. Okay, let me look this way. Has he said it? And will he not do it? And I'm not talking about you trying to make something happen. Oh, our bishop was talking about this. Bless me. Our bishop last week, he taught this. And I was listening to it on yesterday. Bless my soul. He said, promotion is here. Y'all, y'all, somebody else need to. Y'all, y'all too cool. Y'all. Promotion for the child of God is here. So God began to talk to me this morning during my prayer time. He said, Tracy, every time the fire was hot, every time they went through adversities, what happened on the other side? There was promotion. I thought about Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad nigga, I mean Abednego. Excuse me, you guys. Just going through the fire. I thought about Daniel when he went through the lion's den. Can you imagine the anxiety that was probably there? But he went on in there, and guess what? Promotion came. Oh, that's old covenant. Let's go to the new. What about Paul and Silas? When the enemy tries to try to make you feel like you locked in a prison cell and you stuck in there, praise your way out. Somebody, let me calm down, y'all. Y'all just. God, regardless of what it looks like, I choose to worship you. Lord, I choose. I thank you that you are, this is one of my favorite ones, that you are a way maker, a miracle worker, light in the darkness. In spite of what's going on, God, I choose to grow through this because you are more than able to do just what you said. Don't give up on God because he won't ever give up on you. Give him a shout of praise. Has he said it? And will he not do it? Promotion comes from God. Stop brown nosing with people. I ain't never had to do that. Excuse my language. I have never had to do that. And never will. If God can't promote me, I won't get it. No, uh-uh. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm not giving in to the world. Well, I'm going to fire you if you don't bow down. Well, go ahead and do what you must do, because I'm going to do what I must do. Says that he ha or has he spoken it and will he not what? Say he's good for it. He's good for it. Wow. Let's go to the third one. We're on number two, right? He cannot lie. So when the enemy comes in, the scripture talks about when the enemy comes in, and we have misquoted this, but let me fix it for you guys. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lift up a standard. So don't be afraid of the enemy. 
He's walking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. One translation says somebody who's napping. You napping when you're running around here as a believer and scared of COVID or Delta. I heard you. Well, God give us uh, five senses that say, well, I have a sixth sense. Y'all, you're not, you're not, somebody gonna get this on this side of the room. I have a sixth sense that don't make sense to the other five. Okay, y'all know. It don't make sense when you broker down a joke and God tell you to go ahead and sow that seed. That don't make good sense, right? It don't make sense that when COVID is running rapid and God is telling you, go ahead and lay hands on that man right there. That don't make sense, do it. Wow. Matter of fact, somebody needs to know, God said, I've given you the power over all the power of the enemy. Let me break that down. I have given you the authority over all the ability of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, you're just telling me to just go crazy. I'm telling you to be balanced and let me help coach you. It, most believers I've learned a lot don't know balance. If God told you to lay hands on that person, then go. But you don't know the voice of God, so you do something foolish off emotions, and now you laid up in the hospital because you were scared in the beginning. Okay. That's not how it works. But we found out that God, right, he cannot lie. Listen at this. For, let's go to number three. Thank you for putting that scripture up there. All of his promises are what? <laughs> for as many as are the promises of God in Christ, they are what? All answer, yes. And so through him we say our amen to the glory of God. So what are you saying, Pastor? It's yes. All of his what? Promise. Not your promises, but what? His. his. That's why we have to know his word. It, 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 it's sad how many believers that don't know the word You've been listening to church slogans and cliches for so long that you think it's the Bible. He didn't say if you make one step, he'll make two. That ain't in the Bible. <laughs> he won't put no more on me than we can bear. What? What scripture? But you stand on that because that's all you know. You better find out what God said. You better get into your word. You better open up your Bible. And if you don't know what to pray, pray the word. Anybody that doesn't believe it that don't know Psalms 91 right now, you're in a bad place. Take everything they give you. And if they say it's, it's crack and it's going to keep COVID from you, take it, baby, and believe God. Okay. I'm just telling you, he's not going by the, it's not going to work. Slogans and cliches, now let me fix it. She told us to take crack. No, you guys get it. Be balanced, okay. But the point I'm trying to make is if you don't know how to stand on this word, and if this word is not real for you, then you're going to have to do whatever you got to do because this thing that we're going through now is serious. It's for real. People are dying by the billion, seems like. Well, that's kind of putting it out there, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I heard our bishop saying this is going to be a time. The difference between the real believers. I heard my pastor saying this more than one time. There's going to be a distinction between Goshen, okay, those of us in Goshen, and Egypt. <clears throat> and you can't get mad. Because I decided to stand, and you over there in fear, and, and, and the devil's wrecking havoc over there. I will not be moved. I know the word. You're so arrogant. Godfidence. Godfidence. And go to 1 John 5, 14 and 15. I'm going to tell you why I got all this Godfidence. And I, you ought to get your song. It'll work. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is why I can stay boldly. COVID, you won't come here. I wish, I wish, you know, I used to say, I wish, I wish a COVID would. <laughs> I wish a Delta would. 
Well, I had COVID. Well, if you've had it, anybody in here that has had it, if they tell you the truth, they didn't have the symptoms like the other people, and they got through it. Okay. Uh-oh, somebody mad. I just heard you. Well, what about my loved one who prayed in tongues, who passed away? I don't know what happened. You have my condolences, baby. So instead of you getting mad with us for saying what the word is saying, we, we got condolences. We, we love you. We need some flowers. Pastor Rex is a giver. I tell him what you need, okay? Put it in the inbox. Now, this is the confidence. That what? We, okay, we who? Should be the believers. Should be all of us, right, Kenyatta? Shouldn't it be all the believers? Well, Brother Reg, why is it that some believers have this confidence and some don't? I would submit to you that those of us who know our God, the Bible say those who know their God. When I say know, I'm talking about intimately. The Bible says this, that we would be strong. Is that the word? And it says we would do. You, you don't have to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish this, but I want, you, I, want, I want you to know something. It says we would be strong. Did it say in spite of COVID? Did it say in spite of Delta? Did it say in spite of the well, hardship, financial hardships? It said that those of us who know our God would be strong and do great exploits, great things, right? So I will submit to you, the Bible says, if you faint in the day, of adversity. Well, she don't have no notes. Why she know this stuff? How can she quote these scriptures like this? But you know who all on Atlanta Housewives. God bless. You know what Nene doing. You know what whoever's on there. I just heard the names. Candy. Who on there now? Shout out to Candy. My peace. Praise the Lord for the ultimate. You know the new Kanye West. And then my kids say I mispronounced that, but if I did, y'all pray for him. You know all the videos. You know who the latest what, who's supposed to wear what. But you scared of COVID. You're scared of Delta. You're scared of everything else. You know everything that's going on in the world. You know who married who, who got divorced. But So once again, the Bible says that if you faint in the day of adversity, and it seems like we're in the day of adversity right now to me, it says your strength is small. But then I just said, this other scripture told us that those of us who know our God would be strong. And it says we would do what? Great exploits. I'm looking for, I'm to show out showers of blessings right now. I know people running around here scared, but the devil is scared of those of us who know our God. Y'all know, he's scared that we're going to stand on this word. He's so scared that you're going to get a revelation this morning and start a revolution. Y'all not hearing me. See, I got a revelation that started a revolution drill. I got tired of being scared of everything. I used to be scared of everything. I got tired of that. I'm not living my life like that. I sought the Lord, he answered me, and he delivered me from all of my fears. I'm not afraid anymore, Alina. I'm not. I told the devil, I'm not going to be afraid. <laughs> I remember when they first started this crap, the devil tried to have me in fear about my kids, my daughter going off to school. I said, no, no, I've been there, done that. I'm not scared. I'm like David, I'm charging Goliath. And just like he turned up the heat, guess what I've done? I've turned up the heat. Every day I get up, two or three times a day, confessing the word of God over me and mine. I told my mom the other day, I said, Mom, with all the love that I have for you, I, I want you to know that I'm standing on this word. I'm confessing this word. Christians, a lot of them believers are lazy. Just lazy, just lazy. Want somebody to feel sorry. No, let me give you a nugget. The only person that's going to come rescue you. He's already done it. You just got to learn how to receive it and walk in it. 
Let me give you a nugget. Stop calling everybody to pray for you. Let me tell you. Yes, that's a, that's a cliche too in the church. Pray for me, okay. No, you ain't thought about her since y'all left the grocery store. What I do now, somebody asked me to pray, and my cousin, she was teasing me about this. I'm going to stop right then, because I'm not going to tell you I'm getting ready to pray for you. And no, I am lying, and I'm not going to think about you when I get home. I'm going to just go ahead and pray for you right then. Let me go over here to this side of the room. But you better learn how to pray for yourself. Going in church shouting, wigs falling off. This ain't going to get it where we are right here. And I'm not against shouting, but you better know what you're shouting about. And if you're having a good shout and leave out of there with no word, you're going to be just as bad off as your heathen friend. Well, I shouldn't use that word, should I? Then your lost friends, praise the Lord. But this is the confidence that Tracy Ricks have in him. You should put your name in there. That if we ask anything according to his will, whatever I ask, God, I thank you. Matter of fact, I don't have to ask him for protection because he promised it. Y'all not hearing me. We got too much work to do. It says he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, Father, can you hear me? Sounds so pretty. We can sing, man. I don't ask, can you hear me? I know that he hear me. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, what? We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And some things we don't have to ask for. Thank you. There's a part of our salvation package. Like when you went to that job and they said a part of your benefits is dental and medical. Do you ask them, well, can I have dental? They looking at you like you retarded. Oh, my daughter said don't use that word. Shout out to my baby girl, Tia. She said, Mama, don't use that word. They will counsel you. And I had to get started. I said, they can't counsel Tracy Reeks. <laughs> That's promotion constantly. Well, they're going to look like you look at you like something is wrong if, they, if you're asking them for benefits if it's already in your package. Read your benefits. As our pastor would say, what's in the agreement? I don't have to ask God for healing. Come on, somebody. I'm reading posts and bless the body of Christ. People write stuff and that lets you know what their, their thoughts are and, and how much word they have. Father, please heal my sister in the name. I come before you begging you a hummus. I know how. You sound and silly. I don't have to beg and ask you to please heal my sister. Healing is a part of her birthright. I don't have to ask God to supply my needs. He promised that he would supply all of my needs according to what? His riches and glory. God changed me. Then what, what, what you going to do? I mean, okay, you still talking foul. Holy Spirit's trying to tell you to close your mouth. The Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and evidence of it is what? Self-control. Just apply it. He going to change me. Jesus sat down and said, it's finished. Now, he went on as our bishop has been teaching to do his other ministry. But the part of that right there, that part of your salvation package, it's done. You just got to learn how to walk it out. I specialize in helping people with mind transformation. That's one of my callings. Now, we do the declarations, and we allow God to finish up, okay, the transformation. But that's something that you can do about that. I can teach you how to break that habit of just opening up your mouth and everything that comes in your head, you have to say it. Everything comes in my head, say it after me. 
everything come to my head, don't need to be said. Then I'm going to show you how to get it out your head. Why are you still thinking crazy thoughts like that about your pastor? Why are you still thinking crazy thoughts about the word of God? Why you still can't trust God? Somebody say it's real. But the word of God is more real. Yeah, it's a fact that things look bad out here right now. But the truth is the word of God. Let's go back to these three immutable truths. Go back to them. Number one, I want y'all to know that he is faithful, right? So what you worried about? Number two, God cannot lie. So you got to know that he cannot lie. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to keep standing. As I would say it this way, I'm going to stand until hell freezes over. And if hell decides to freeze over, guess what we're going to do? We're going to take it to the ice. I'm going to stay in agreement with God. I don't care what it looks like. Look at my face. I don't care what it looks like. You got four weeks to live. You can't tell me what's going to happen in my life. No man has the power to take my life unless I lay it down. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, somebody need to say, I will fear no evil. And you need to let the devil know this. And if for any reason I decided to leave here, you still lose because I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm in a win-win situation. Notice I said if you decide to go, you can decide whether to live or to stay. That's Bible too. And then the last one, all of God's promises are answered. Somebody say they're answered. They're yes and amen. Now give them a shout of praise. Praise God, praise God. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.